Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, where you will find messages from various speakers here at Eastgate House of Prayer Mission Base, both a house of prayer and a praying church. We pray that you are blessed through this message and that a greater measure of truth is revealed to you as you listen. Well, for those of you that were around last week or you caught it on the streaming online we were hitting into uh, hope and the incredible and I don't believe I'm exaggerating when I say the critical need for the body of Christ to be reestablished and anchored in hope. And not just a hopeless hope. Not just wishful hope or even an expectant hope. But anchored in the hope of Christ himself. Amen? Amen? It is the sure anchor of our souls. He is the sure hope of our souls. He promised that he would shake everything that could be shaken. So if you're ever wondering why things in your life are shaking, his promise is that everything's going to be shaken. But here's the fullness of the promise is what remains is going to be true. What remains is going to be pure. What remains is going to be Him. And uh, we have our hope in Him. And I believe He's jealous for us to be anchored in that hope. Why? Because it's a true hope. He doesn't want you and I to be anchored into a false hope. Shared last week, if my hope is in Gord or Caleb or... I, I, I pretty much guarantee, and I think they would agree with me, that hope is on shaky ground. Amen? Amen, and vice versa. Like, our hope is not anchored in other people. Our hope is anchored in the God-man, Jesus Christ. And this is why he said, this is eternal life. And if I could say it this way, paraphrase it, or put it in my own words, it's like, here's how you learn how to live from the eternal realm now is know the only true God, be anchored in Him and His Son, Jesus Christ. If you will anchor yourself into the reality beyond the veil in His presence, then when the shaking comes, not if, when the shaking comes, you're going to be steadfast. You're going to be able to navigate any storm that comes your way. You know, and if we're believing a gospel that there's no storms and everything becomes rosy, then it's, I'm sorry to be the bearer of, you know, I guess bad news to the flesh is that it's not a reality. And most of us already know that. 
Everybody here has seen a storm in one way or another. We've experienced relational fractures. We've experienced, I mean, some have experienced the pain of divorce. Some have experienced the pain of being abandoned in one way or another. Like, like those things happen. But there is one who sticks closer than a brother. There is one who's closer than your skin. There's one who knows you in the most inward parts of your being. And oh, while you're just discovering some of your deficiencies or brokenness, he's like, I purchased you. I sought you. I knew that about you. That's not how I see you. Mercy came running for you and I. How many need some mercy? When I didn't deserve it, mercy came running. I'm learning how to walk. You know, little toddlers, those are, you know, and they're, Ah, marking on the walls with crayon. Mercy and grace. I'm going to show you how. Awesome picture. Let's let's do that on the paper. <laughs> grace is at work. Turn to somebody, say he's good. Come on. He's so good. He's good. This is the hope we have. We need to be anchored in the beauty of his heart. Because when you're anchored in the beauty of his heart, it will shore you up. It will establish you. Fortify you to weather any storm. I'm going to pick up on one of the scriptures we used last week out of Romans 15, starting in verse 4. It says, For whatever things were written before, speaking of the scriptures, were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have this hope. This word given to you, this God-breathed word for you and I was for this purpose that you and I would be anchored in hope, a living hope, a sure hope, that your heart may have confidence in love. Ask yourself, is my heart confident in love right now, in his love? Scriptures are for that purpose, and for that purpose we are going to continue in the scriptures and uh, we are going to be shifting to Psalm 19. Psalm 19 starting in verse 7. We're going through this portion of scripture 7 to 14 essentially. Psalm 19 7 to 14. 
And the word uses a number of different languages like law, testimony, statutes. But it's talking about the word of God, his heart to us. And so he says here this, the law or the word of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And most of us, right away, we just think, oh, somebody getting saved. And it's like that word is actually restores the soul. So this perfect word of God is what is powerful to restore the human soul. It's not just a one time, you know, I said a prayer. It's like you get this word into you and it's going to heal, it's going to restore, it's going to strengthen, and it's going to repair the things that were broken. It's the power of the word of God. testimony of the Lord or the word of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Somebody should say praise God. (laughs) I am. It's like no matter what I might be lacking, if I'm lacking wisdom, what do I do? I, I get myself into the word of God and I start asking, God, give me wisdom. Give me not just a wisdom, Because it says earthly wisdom is sensual and it's demonic. So it's all feeling. It's all about feeling. It's like, I feel this way. It's like, you better not give your feelings are legit and they're real, but they should be led by the Spirit and under the leadership of the Spirit of God within you. Scripture's good. God speaks about his emotion and feeling and shares that. Jesus modeled that for us as he wept you know like he he showed us but they were under the direct leadership of the spirit of god and the feelings did not dictate where he was the feelings followed where the spirit was leading and where he was going god wants to heal us in our emotions he wants to heal us in our hearts and in our minds This is why Paul talks about renewing the mind. It's with the word of God. I think I said this last week, but you could go into any chapters and you can have aisles, rows, aisles stacked with thousands of self-help books. Here's the problem. They all start with what word? self. It's like, I don't know about you, but as a follower of Christ, the Word of God tells me that it starts with Him, with His Word, with His counsel, not with me figuring things out in myself. And so He's he's given us and He's drawing us to lay hold of His wisdom that He could restore our souls. The statutes of the Lord are right Okay? Right there. The, the word of the Lord is right. So if you're looking to be trained, equipped, to be healed, restored, the word of God is the right counsel for you and I. I know this from experience. I've experienced healing in my soul because I went to the source. 
to the right place by the grace of God. And it's the promise with that is the word of the Lord, it, it, it's right. The statutes of the Lord are right. And here's the thing. Rejoicing the heart. It means there's a place in the midst of whatever you might be going through. There's a place that you can have your heart realigned and begin to celebrate and experience the joy of his heart over you. Filling you, washing you, strengthening you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We're talking about restoring hope in the heart. We are not a hopeless people. If we're born again believers, we walk with the God of all hope. The commandments of the Lord or the word of the Lord is pure. I love this, enlightening the eyes. And it's, it's not defiled and it fills our eyes with light that we're seeing correctly. It means how many of you, and yeah, I'm going to ask to see hands. How many of you found yourself in a funk and you, 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 were, you were looking at something through a wrong lens and it was, honestly, after you got out of your whatever, your self-pity party or whatever it might have been, oh, probably not you, that was me. Um, after you pulled yourself out of that and you, by the grace of God, the word of God started to fill you and then you, oh, what was I thinking? I wasn't seeing clearly. Is there anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Like, I mean, this is what the Word of God will do. It will heal our vision, restore vision where it's lost. The Word of God is powerful to do that. You're not going to give me my vision for my life. You can't. And nor can who's who in the zoo. I didn't mean that disrespectfully, but it's, but this word, this counsel from heaven, from the very heart of my father is what's able to impart the vision that is sure, the vision that is true, the vision that will never fail me. I want to anchor myself into a vision that is always glistening with hope, though I go through lots of you know, deep stuff, my heart is anchored in hope, in vision, and not just a vision, his vision for my life. Thank you. <laughs> it's the word. I can't take credit for it. Um, it says next, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. How, how long does it endure? Forever. That's like a long time, right? <laughs> so what this portion of Scripture is saying, as you set your gaze and anchor yourself in my word, what's going to happen is it's going to produce the fear of the Lord 
It's going to anchor you into that right place and not let the fear of man, which is what the world is under, and we do everything based upon other people's opinions and ideas and, oh, I shouldn't do that, or I should do that, like all of that stuff. It anchors us in the right place. The fear of the Lord is clean. It's pure. It's, it's, it's washed me from the defilement of the world. I, I, I get my counsel from the Lord. The fear of the Lord is so precious. that it's in that place. I move, I live, I move, I have my being in that place. It is a gift of God. It's actually the beginning of wisdom. The wisdom of God. The judgments or the word of the Lord, they are true. How many want what's true? Three of you. Awesome. They are not only true, they are righteous altogether. More to be desired, here it is, more to be desired are they than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter, oh my goodness, the word is sweet too. Sweeter also. Sweeter, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. All of them, not just a little bit of honey. It's the honey and the honeycomb. It's sweeter than them all. Moreover, here it is, by them our servant is warned. Meaning the Lord in his mercy, in his grace, gives us warnings when trouble's coming our way or when my foot you know, is wandering over here. And I don't see, I'm about to go off a cliff. He warns me, so I do not. This is what the Word of God does. And not only does it warn us, but it says, and in keeping them, so if we keep His Word, there's great reward. How many like great reward? Better than gold. That's a pretty great reward. And then I'll just carry on here. Who can understand his errors? What he's saying is we need the word of God to understand, to actually be able to see correctly our own lives. No, not your brother or sister next to you. And it's like, yeah, you know. No, not the pointing of the finger. It's actually looking in the mirror of the Word of God so that we see ourselves rightly. And what needs to be removed, His grace and mercy removes that. What needs to be established, is that you, Lord? Um, uh, what needs to be established is able to be established of His truth, of His Word. Who can understand his errors? Then he says, cleanse me from my secret faults in light of this, in light of his word. Keep me, uh, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. If you're, if you're in his word, in his word, it's you're most likely not to be wrestling with presumptuous sins. Uh, let them not have dominion over me. 
I don't know about you, but that strikes me in a powerful way. Like, let these things not have dominion over me. I don't want to be ruled by presumptuous sin in my heart. And then it says, then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgressions. So his word is able to do this. And then here it is. Let the words of my mouth. So Jesus was hanging out with his boys and saying, it's not what goes into a man's mouth that defiles him. I know religion tells you that. Don't eat, don't touch, don't drink, don't. You know. But Jesus makes it really clear. You need to understand this. It's not what's going into your mouth that defiles you. It's actually what's coming out of your mouth is what will defile you. And not only will it defile you, the one speaking, it will defile many around you. This is why James gets into how powerful our tongue is. You know, the things that flow from our mouths, out of the overflow of the heart, the, the mouth speaks. So if there's trash coming out of your mouth, then you got trash in your heart. I know, you're like, I mean, that's, why are you, why are you being like that, Kirk? It's Sunday. It's a beautiful day outside. And it's like, I'm speaking to myself before any of you. But it's, it's reality. And I'm not just talking like cussing. I mean, yeah, you should be, should be a no-brainer. You should be far from that. Like, that doesn't even, children know that. I'm talking about how you speak about others. I think Jesus is talking about those things. Never mind, Kirk. I think Jesus is talking about what kind of conversations are you having about others? What is your dialogue like? Oh, it's a little discernment session. Really? I hope you, after service, I'll be out back. You can stone me, all right? You know, it's, it's, it's all right. It's okay. It's a good day to die. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, but if we're not grappling with the word, you know, and the truth of what he's bringing for our, for our well-being, it's not like he needs it. This word is for us. We're the ones. I'm the one that needs this truth gaining access to my heart. I'm the one that needs the governance of the spirit of the living God, the word of God, determining what flows out of this mouth. That it's not salt water and fresh water. It's pure, clean, living water. And before I open my mouth, I shut it when I felt like talking, until I checked in and said, oh, this is going to be life-giving. This is going to impart grace to the hearers. Because you're, I promise you, on the authority of the word, you're going to impart something through your words. So before the Lord, 
for yourself, for me, I'm accountable for this heart, this mouth. I'm definitely not accountable for your heart and mouth. Like, like this is the glory and the dignity of Christ he's given to each one of us. This is the freedom we have. We get to align with his heart. It's, it's like the power of, it's like, this is in Matthew 5, I think it is. Bless and do not curse. So the council is straddling both of those sides, and it's, it's saying, not just bless, and then we're cursing out the other side of our mouths. And he says, bless and do not curse. And it's, so that's huge counsel. If we find ourselves, I've had to check myself and repent. It might, it's probably only me here anyway. Uh, you know, where I've literally had to check my mouth or apologize. You know what? I shouldn't have said that. Not just like, oh, well, so sorry, I just slimed whoever in that conversation and sowed seeds of discord and disunity. You're like, oh, you're getting a little intense, Kirk. Well, I mean, God has been speaking about unity. It's like, what kind of unity are you talking about? Because he's talking about a specific kind of unity. And he's saying that unity is found in his counsel and in his love. And he says love looks like something. And love doesn't spew and vomit on others. Love actually covers sin. Oh, you mean when they did me wrong, I should be cut? Yeah, yeah, you should shut your mouth and cover them. In fact, I want you to bless them. It's like, that's not like anything I've ever seen in this world. No, it's not. It's another kingdom. It's another realm. Welcome to my kingdom. That's what he's, it's like, it's really different. Father, forgive them. Forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. It's a different kingdom. That is the key. This is, yeah. And for those of you that might think I'm angry or I, I got my bee in a bonnet about something, I don't. I don't. I promise you before the Lord, I do not have any bee in my bonnet. What's a bonnet anyway? Um, <laughs> he wants access to our hearts. And we have to grapple with the reality. Is he Lord of my life or not? Do I just give him the parts that he wants? Or, or that, that I want to give? Or do I give him the whole heart in which he purchased? I, I know I said one time, I give you my life. I surrender. Do I still mean that with my life? Am I positioning myself daily to say, God, I, I submit to your leadership. I submit to your love. Let love have its perfect way. Teach my heart how to love. Teach me. It's like, I'm going to do that for you. Humility will get you everywhere in the kingdom.
Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Be acceptable. That part is, this is in context of all of what we went through, of what is the blessings of what the word of God is to us and to those who keep it. The prayer here is let the words of my mouth, let the meditation of my heart be aligned with your mouth and heart. That's what's acceptable. That's what, what he means by acceptable. I, I want to be like you, Jesus. I, I don't want to just go through some, you know, just live in a religious way. I, I, I want my heart to be changed, and I know it means me addressing, and really, it's not me going after, it's allowing you access to address in the light of your word to gain access into my heart, to remove the things that need to be removed so that love can be established. And that hope can be the hope of Christ in us can be the anchor. If you just quote hope, but you've never encountered his hope in you, and you don't meditate on that hope that is in you, then the truth is you have little authority in that area. You have little authority. You can have lots of, you can have your compassion, whatever compassion that you might have and things like that. But if you're not filled with hope, when someone, your best friend or your brother or sister or your mother is in a realm of hopelessness, you do not have authority to bring hope in because you're not in hope yourself. I've heard this quote and it just, it was like, the one who is anchored in the greatest level of hope has the greatest authority to change the atmosphere, to impact a person's life. I don't know about you. I don't want to offer somebody a bag of dirt because that's essentially what it is unless it's his hope living inside of me, unless that's real. I'm quoting. Don't you love this when somebody comes and just quotes a scripture to you and there's no wind or weight on it. They just quoted a scripture to you. There's no, like, I think we have something more to offer. I think we can offer more than just the scripture itself, but we're offering what's true on the inside that when I come alongside of my brother, sister that's hurting, it's not hopelessness with hopelessness. Yeah, there's a unity there. No, it's a hope that is being imparted to hopeless, that hopeless becomes filled with hope once again. And it gets directed not, oh, Kirk ministered so powerfully. I'm just using my name because I'm up here. But it's, it's like, no, Christ met me in my deepest despair he brought me out of a pit, out of a Maori pit. He brought me out. He cut the things that entangled my heart, 
my soul. He set me free so that I could run the course of my life that he's called me to. I don't want them to remember Kirk. I want them to remember Christ. I want them to be anchored into Christ. Their life changed because Christ came in. And I could for a minute be the hands and feet. I want to declare a blessing over this house and over us. So this is what I'm going to ask of you. I'm going to ask if you're comfortable with it, to just dial down, don't even look at me, just dial down between you and the Lord. I felt this, I woke up feeling this at about four o'clock in the morning of the Lord's heart, the Father's heart, to release his blessing. You know, he's always wanting to bless his kids. I'm not talking like a Santa thing. I'm talking... He is love, and he's always wanting to impart his grace. And here's the deal. He knows what you need, and he knows what I need, and he knows what you need. Like he, he's able to fill that, those needs, with great grace. So I'm just encouraging you to really position your heart and hear what is being released because in my dialogue with the Lord this morning, these aren't my words. These are His words being spoken over your spirit, soul, and your body. I declare, you are the blessed of the Lord. I declare the sword of the Lord is drawn against those who seek after your soul. I declare the spear of the Lord is amid, aimed against those Satan has sent to persecute you. I declare no evil communication shall be successful against you because you are God's favored one. I declare no curses that are spoken against you, released towards you, or sent your way by the wicked or the religious will be successful against you this day. I declare they will not land upon you, but slide down to the ground, nullified and void. I decree you are under authority. You are under the blood of Jesus. You are under the whole armor of God. I declare every weapon formed against you will misfire this day and in this season. I declare that you are God's darling, Psalm 35, 17. I declare you are the favored of the Lord. I declare a Joseph mantle is upon you. You are set apart for such a time as this, that, the, that in the spirit world you walk with a coat of many colors. And I just break right now. I feel the unbelief right there. I say, let the unbelief break so that your heart can receive the blessing. In the spirit world, you walk with a coat of many colors. You have the wisdom to prevail and solve mysteries. The strength 
to persevere and the mind to excel and succeed. I bless your bodies right now. I declare in your bodies blood to flow right, your heart to beat right, your bones to be strong, your muscles to carry you where you need to go, skin to insulate and seal you, your organs to function the way God intended when he put you together in your mother's womb. Youth to be renewed like the eagles. I bless you with length of days. You will live a blessed life with a crown of righteousness on your head, a garment of praise above you, and a mantle across your shoulders to do what you are called to do. Angels are all around you, keeping you and keeping you in your steps and prospering your way. You have great stamina, I declare. A wall of fire round about you and a canopy of fire over you. The banner of the Lord is over your head like a personal rainbow. I bless you this day for an encounter with God. And even this season, I call forth a season of encounters with God. I bless your countenance to draw in from that encounter and your face to glow with God's glory. His glory shall be seen upon you and it shall influence all who come in contact with you in this season. You will not just believe you are blessed. You will walk it out. You will demonstrate it. You will decree it to be so. You will speak that the mountains be brought down and the valleys be brought up. Amen. And the path of the Lord will be made straight in your life. Your way, I just declare this over you right now, your way is not hard nor difficult with him. I bless you today to be in right place, to be in the right place at the right time, and to walk in the right spirit before your family and those you come in contact with. You will walk right into destiny and divine appointments in this season. If there is catastrophe today, you will not be there when it happens. You shall be hidden in God's pavilion. If there is violence today, you will not be there. The angels of God shall direct you away from the path of the violent. You will hear of it, but it will not come near you. You are not under the circumstances, under the weather, under fire. You are mounting up and you have broad wingspan, you will rise above it all. Your enemies will spread their nets for your feet, but you will see their pit and step around the trap. You shall escape, yet they shall fall into it, the very hole they prepared for you. This day, God is in the process of frustrating the words of the liars. He is bringing great controversy to the enemy's camp, your enemy's camp. Confusion totally drowns those that would dare to tamper with God's purposes for your life. You are alive by the Lord's decree. 
you will stay alive and be active and productive. Your life will be full of good works so that, uh, that when the Lord decrees your time is up, you will not linger nor languish, but have treasures to lay at Jesus' feet. It will be a life well lived. I declare these blessings over you. God's blessing rests upon you in the season. I declare you are pleasing to the Lord and he enjoys your fellowship. You are well favored and more than able to receive his abundant provision. God's angels accompanying you on your right hand and on your left, they shall guide you. God's goodness and mercy shall follow close behind you and be the guardians between you and your past. Can I get an amen? God has determined that you shall have good success because you move in faith and in strong courage. Your eyes shall see the salvation of the Lord. He shall keep you safely under his wings. I declare this day that you are protected and delivered from the evil day. You shall not stumble nor fall. For Holy Spirit has anointed right now your eyes with eye salve so that you can see with clarity. He's given you ears to hear what the Spirit is saying precisely. You will be wise in your generation. Your soul will rest in God's peace. He has declared you to be strong and pleasing in His sight. You will eat the fruit of His promises in the land of the living and will enjoy a long life and length of days because you have wholly trusted in the Lord your God. Your habitation shall be a place where you will rest in his love, where you will find hope for tomorrow, and joy shall strengthen you as you rest your head upon your bed. He shall restore your soul and give you rest in the stillness and quietness of your home. In your prayer chamber, the Holy Spirit shall birth a creative and powerful mind and give you sound ideas that will bring you promotion and great favor. He shall give you fresh anointings and bless your ministry with good results, whether that's in the marketplace or in the pulpit, wherever. The Lord is pleased with you and has placed his name upon you your forehead and this is what I declare over you call upon him and he will show you great and mighty things you do not know I bless the season of your life in the name of Jesus in Christ's name for those watching tuning in on the streaming declare you are blessed and I declare let the power of the blessing overtake everything else in your life 
I declare not only are you blessed, you're not cursed. Because you cannot curse what God has blessed. And if you're born again of the Spirit, you are blessed. You are not under a curse. And so whatever needs to be rewritten by His grace and His love, let Him rewrite that as you set your heart, open the eyes of your heart, and gain access to what He's speaking over you. There are over 7,000 promises in the Word of God, and they're all yours. You ought to high-five somebody and say amen. Like, that's really awesome news. Yeah. So I declare that we're a blessed community. We're a blessed people, sons and daughters. He blesses our going and our coming. He blesses our homes, our families, our children, and our children's children. He's the Father of all blessing. He doesn't reluctantly hold back His blessing. He is jealous to release it upon every soul. Because He's just being Him. He's not putting on His blessing hat. He's just being who He is as a God who loves beyond what we understand. And he's more generous. It's like the greatest generosity that you could imagine and attribute to God. I promise you it fails to how generous he really is. He's great. He's great. And he's greatly to be praised. I love you. I hope you have an awesome week. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. To find more teaching resources or to join us via live stream, visit our website at eastgatehouseofprayer.ca.